Welcome to C3 Church Tagra. You're about to hear a message from Luke Boyd. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. Documentaries, documentaries. I'm not American. Documentary. I like documentaries. One of the coolest things I like, and I really do like this, is seeing a cheetah at full steam. Is there anything more glorious? Watching this beast just do what it's meant to do. You know what I mean? Just at Full steam, it's glorious. Or, or even when you watch those, those massive, massive, those bald eagles, those massive eagles, watching them just soar. I love watching whatever animal it is, dolphins, whenever those animals are doing their thing, oh, I love it. I really do love it. Have you ever noticed there's people in life, and we can all relate to this, we've all been there at some point, uh, and we've all seen other people at some point go through uh, really bad stuff or hard stuff, and then they come out of that, and they seemingly have a whole new life, and they never forget the hard times where they came from. They never forget those that place that they came from, but they are now living in success. And even though it doesn't define them, they never forget where they came from. And they start, and, and so like, okay, for me, I think of like Jay-Z and his mad rhymes. Can't really, um, yeah. For so many reasons, I can't really repeat the lyrics. But he talks of coming, coming from, you know, like the, the Bronx and then making it. And, you know, and he's living large. And, but he remembers where he came from. And there's all kinds of people. Um, uh, uh, Jenny from the Block. I used to have a little now, I get a lot. Also, I think of like Andy out of Shawshank Redemption. He's gone through that terrible time and then he comes out into freedom. And these are all grand moments where people have gone from a time of not so great to great. And you never forget that. And for us, I'm sure we have experiences where it's like, oh, remember when... We went through that. Oh, isn't it good to not be back there? Isn't it good? And in that moment, don't you just appreciate where you are now? There's so, like for me, I feel like it makes me become more centered and more present. I become more fully present in the now. I become more present in appreciating this new season that I'm in. Thank God that that old season is done. Thank God for this brand new season. It's incredible. And I want to not take it for granted. I want to make the most of this new season. Because when you were back there, all you could think about was that I cannot wait for this to be over. And so sometimes we get into the new season and we're not in that old season, but we get complacent and we forget how bad it was. And then we don't really, 
you know, we get complacent and we don't realize how good we've got it sometimes. And so then another bad season comes and you're like, oh man, that season was awesome. I can't believe I didn't enjoy that more. The point is, when we remember where we came from, especially in times of hardship, we become more present in the good times. And this is something to think about. Let's have a look at a passage of Scripture. When they transitioned, all these people, from their old life to their new life, they never forgot where they came from, but I believe that they would remember where they came from, and it, it helps them to appreciate where they are now and who they are now. Because those times define us. Ephesians 2. We're going to go um, through a passage. We're going to read it together. And then we're just going to have a little look at it. See, see what comes out of it. Ephesians 2, 1 to 10. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us who lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved, and God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith and this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. That is an awesome passage of Scripture. I've been, I've said it a couple of times, I've been reading Ephesians. I can't seem to get out of that book. If you're not really, really reading your Bible, read Ephesians, guys. Just if you want to know where to start. If you just became a Christian, I, I think there's a young girl here tonight. She just became a Christian. If you want to know what to read, read Ephesians. It's a good one. It's a good one. It's a really good one. They're all good, but I recommend Ephesians. Let's have a look. Let's have a look here. There's a lot of things here to go through. As for you, you were dead. Wow. Sometimes we forget this. Jesus, he didn't come to make us better. You know what I mean? He didn't come to make us better. He didn't come to make bad people good. He came to bring death, to bring dead people to life, to make what is dead alive. It's actually a matter of life and death. And so when we think about that, well, Luke, I'm alive. I was alive before I was a Christian. No, maybe there's a, there's a greater life and a greater death than just our physical bodies. There's a deeper, more meaningful, more superior life and death than just our physical lives. Scriptures say that we were dead, right? Let's just have a think about where we've come from tonight and where we are now. And let's see how we feel towards the end of this message about being present in who we are now, in this season that we've been placed in by the grace of God. 
I'm going to just open up my new iPhone to read the scriptures because I, for some reason, don't really use a, a hard copy Bible. I know so many preachers are off that, aren't they? Don't worry, though. I, all my scriptures are highlighted. I, I love to highlight, but I'm just keeping it new school. I'm keeping it new school. Old school's cool. I'm sure I'll go back there one day when it becomes heaps like hipster and that. But as for now, I'm keeping it new school. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world. Now, does anyone stop and think about what the ways of the world are? I do. (laughs) For me, the ways of the world, I guess, is whatever's culturally accepted at the time. Cultures change, different things happen, and it's sort of just... Whatever culture says is cool, that's the ways of the world. So that's, that's one way we can look at the ways of the world. But I would even go another step further. The ways of the world, to me, are really shaped by whatever feels good to the five senses. When you really stop and think about it, the ways of the world is really about whatever feels good to the five senses. And that is, in my opinion, how we can really look at following the ways of the world. We're not governed by a higher, a higher moral law. It's just do what feels good. Whatever floats your boat, man, hey, you know, whatever makes you happy. We've all heard these sort of sayings. To me, it doesn't seem to work. Tell me, does planet Earth look heaps better than it did before? I'm not sure if it does. You would think that if Whatever makes you feel better is the way to go. Like, yeah, 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 let's just do whatever makes us happy, whatever feels good in the moment. And if that was the real, the highest way to live, you'd think the earth would be this awesome place. But it turns out that it's not. And if we all just do what we want, whenever we want, satisfying all these needs, uh, all these desires, all these impulses, it just doesn't work out. It just doesn't work. It hasn't worked. So doing whatever floats your boat or whatever makes you happy, man, there's got to be something more to that. But that's how we used to live. Before in Christ, that is what was going on. That's what we were governed by. We used to be influenced by the ruler of the kingdom of the air who is masterful at distracting you from truth and keeping you focused on what feels good Anything to keep you from the way, the truth, and the life. This is, this is where we were. There's a deeper truth. There's a deeper way. There's a deeper life. Because we were dead before. There's a deeper life than just what we experience through the five senses. There's a more higher life to live and experience. We were deserving of wrath. This is where we've come from. This is where we've come from, right? Before we were Christians, we were just just kicking it. We were dead. We didn't really have access to this seemingly higher life, this more important life, this richer sense of the word life. We didn't have that. Um, We were just doing whatever floated our boat. And we were actually deserving of wrath. Ooh. A lot of people don't like to remember that part. (laughs) 
we were deserving of wrath. And I could go into that. It's, it's actually exactly as bad as what you would think. We were deserving of wrath. But let's look on. That's where we were. Let's have a look at what happened. Uh, in verse 4, we find, after all of that, let's just read it out again. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us, all of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. Wrath. Verse 4, but. Isn't that the greatest but? (laughs) Oh, I love that but. It's a good but. But because of his great love for us, this is the cool thing. God always knew that we were going to be falling short. We were never going to be perfect because we're human. He knew it from the beginning. He had it covered. There was never, there was never a moment of, oh, did I blow it? No, he was always going to save us. He was always going to save us because of his great love. Because of his great love. He didn't want us to live in this this shallow life. He wanted us to live in the higher life because of his great love. He wanted us not to walk around in the ways of the world, but in the way, the highest way possible. It's He wanted us to experience not just what's true to the five senses, but the greater truths of life. He, It's all because of his great love for us. I love that. So cool. So check it out. Because of his great love, God who is rich in mercy. Rich in mercy. Rich in mercy. When you think about mercy, what do you think? Mercy is not getting what you deserve. So he's rich in that. So sometimes he's not only rich in this great love, this great love that he just throws on us, he's also rich in not giving us what we deserved. (laughs) Isn't that crazy? Like, he deserved to do all this stuff and bring wrath, but he's so rich in mercy that he decided to hold all this stuff back because of his great love. He loves us so much. He loves us so much. I love it. And then God makes us alive in Christ, new life. When we were dead, he brings us out of death into life. I love that. Christianity, it is, so, it is so much more. You now, made alive in Christ, it's, this is the thing, this is it. We've moved from an, an old season into a new season. We've got all these things that are now showered upon us, all this love, all this mercy. We, we are now, we've been hearing so much, oh, rah, didn't he preach an incredible message last week? Hasn't everyone just been ripping lately? I love it. So good. Um, But we're finding out, we're discovering all these things that have now been available to us. They've been made available to us in Christ. This is incredible. But sometimes we can take it for granted. This is what I find. And we can easily have this mentality of when we're back in the block, like Jenny, or when we're back in the Bronx, like Jay-Z, and... Um, whoever else 
sometimes we get stuck thinking like that, but when in actual fact, we're not back there. We're over here. Yeah? God wants to be intimate with you. He does this for relationship. He does this for relationship. Um, so, yeah, let's just have a look here. I'm gonna, I just want to read it again from chapter 4, okay? But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which he prepared in advance for us to do. The thing that sort of strikes me there is the three times he says with. He did it so that we could be with Jesus in this, be with Jesus in that, be with Jesus. We've been saved out of that life, brought into this new life to do this life with Jesus. That's huge, guys. You're not trying to work everything out on your own. You're not trying to do, you know, all this kind of stuff. We're to do this life with Jesus. And sometimes we forget that. I I know this is a, it sounds simple, but how often do we just go through life just going through the motions? working in the five senses. No, how many times do we go through life, not even think about Jesus, not even realize the good work that he's done for us to live victoriously? All of this stuff is to be done, all of our life, all of the greatness that God has in store for us is to be done with Jesus. It's It's a life, this new life that he's brought us into. It's a relationship. It's about having an intimate relationship with Jesus, he's your Lord and Savior. I'm just going to skip through to the last little part of this this portion of Scripture, and it's something that I just love. It blows me away. I love it. I love it so much. I want to to read it out. It says, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. You are God's handiwork. You are God's handiwork. God's handiwork. Um, Masterfully, absolutely masterfully created by him. Not a bit out of place. He's taken you out of being dead. He's brought you to life. He's made you a new creation. And you, I would even go beyond new creation. I'm moving from new life into real life, the real you, not just the new you. This is the real you. He saved you to be the real you, the one that he created you to be, the one that he's, he says that you're his handiwork. This is the real you. Real life starts with Christ. Real life starts with Christ. So you've been brought out. You've been fashioned, made for what? For good works. This is your life. You are now created, and now that you're realizing the real you, you're finding that you're living real life now, 
you're going to be, you're going to be doing good works. It's, it's, it's not negotiable. You are created to do good works. You're not created to do nothing. The Bible has, it never says anywhere, congratulations, you're saved, now do nothing. You are created to do good works, and there is nothing more glorious than seeing you do your good works. It is like watching a cheetah at full speed. It is like watching an eagle soar. When I saw you preach, I'm going, this is awesome. This is glorious. You're doing the good works you were created to do. When we see the worship team get up and worship God with all their heart, they're going off. That's something of splendor. I look at that and go, wow, that is awesome. When you see Phil Cairns or experience Phil Cairns in prayer, just absolutely dominating the, the atmosphere. When you see that, that is glorious. All of us are created to do good works. And when you do these good works, you're living real life. You're experiencing it in all of its glory. Do you know how good it would feel for the cheetah to run full speed? And how good it would feel to the eagle to fly? It's who they are. It's who they are. And I believe that all of us have good works to do. And when you do that, you'll find more satisfaction in doing the good work that Christ has called you to than anything else. That's real life. That's real life. We hope you enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3talgra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon.